Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today, we're going to talk about the best way to network on LinkedIn. So here's the thing about LinkedIn. It can be a total time waster, or it can be the best way for you to meet the right people to land your dream job. During today's episode, we talk about how to get in touch with the right people and what to actually say in your messages. Today, I brought on Brenda Bernstein. She is the founder and senior editor of The Essay Expert. She also authored the best-selling ebook, How to Write a Killer LinkedIn Profile, and 18 Mistakes to Avoid. Brenda has been doing this for a long time, and I see her as a credible source of information for how to reach people on LinkedIn the right way. So if you're getting a lot of anxiety about what to say in those reach out messages, what to say in the comments, this is the episode you want to listen to because we're going to give you a lot of really good tips. So let's launch right into it with our next episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. All right, Brenda, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks, Chris. Well, I'm so glad you can be on the show. And I just would love to open up with hearing about how you got involved with LinkedIn in the first place. You've written so many editions of your book so far. How did you even get into this mess in the first place? Well, I really started out my really getting serious about my business in 2009. And that was really the time when LinkedIn was starting to be a thing, although it was still pretty small. Um, But I had this sense, just sort of this gut feeling, like if I were starting a business, I'd better have a presence on LinkedIn. So I set up my profile and started making connections. And, you know, back in 2009, there weren't as many people on LinkedIn. And that meant that when you made a connection with someone, it actually meant something. People were so excited to be networking on LinkedIn and creating communities and talking with each other. And so... You know, I came on, I, I put myself out there as a resume writer and college yeah. essay coach. And I was in this one group when groups were act, actually meant something too. <laughs> and uh, yeah. um, this guy, his name was Chris Kakalis, and he connected with me and he started giving me advice and he was a marketing guy and I knew nothing about marketing. So he said, you know, you're a resume writer, you should really offer free LinkedIn profile reviews. And my first reaction was like, what? Something for free? I should do work for free? Are you kidding me? I knew that he knew more about these things than I did. So I said, okay. So I started doing these free, I think I did 25 of them. And I started seeing these patterns that a lot of people were making the same mistakes. And I thought, well, this is really inefficient. I should really start writing blogs so that I can educate people about the mistakes instead of just over and over again, telling people the same things. Right. So I started doing blogs and pretty soon I had so many blogs that I thought I should really put this together into a book. And that's sort of how it started. And, you know, after those first 25 LinkedIn profile reviews and I did 25 for $25 and, so it, it went like that and I had a countdown on my site about, you know, how That's many awesome. were left and all of that. Um, but, you know, I've, I've been keeping my book up to date. It, you know, it started out a much shorter book without images and uh, that I gave it away in exchange for people coming onto my 
my email list. And then when it started to get to be a bigger book and I, I changed the name and I put images in and then I started selling it on Amazon. Fantastic. Uh, I did want to prime our episode here and ask you why you think LinkedIn is so powerful specifically for job seekers. What specifically can I benefit from if I'm using the platform for my job search? Well, pretty much everyone is on there. Uh, recruiters are on there. Hiring managers are on there. It, it's a database for, for them and for companies. And they know that and they take that very seriously. So it's where employers and recruiters go to find candidates. So that's just, I mean, just that, <laughs> that's enough in itself. Uh, and that's why you have to actually optimize your LinkedIn profile so that you're found for the types of jobs that you're looking for when all those folks who are looking for candidates are, are doing their search. Uh, and uh, other than that, you know, LinkedIn's a great place to connect and to network. Uh, to use use your connections if there's a company that you're interested in to see, well, who do I know in that company? So that then you can start getting closer to, uh, we, we were talking a little earlier about warm leads, you know, who can mm -hmm. you call who actually have a connection and are more likely to respond to your approach uh, versus just calling someone out of the blue where you have no connection whatsoever. Yeah. And you might not even know that you have that connection, but you can use LinkedIn to find out what the connection is. You can use LinkedIn to find out what alumni from your school might be working at a particular organization. You know, that makes it easier to then talk to people. And this is, these are things you would never be able to figure out before LinkedIn existed and before all these tools on LinkedIn were you know, made so robust. Exactly. I have a lot of job seekers, Brenda, some of them are clients, some are not clients yet, but they're complaining about having trouble with these applicant tracking systems or just applying online in general. Yeah. Um, how do you think LinkedIn is different? Do you think my odds are better if I use this networking strategy rather than just applying cold? Oh, absolutely. Uh, applying for jobs on a job board is, it's not impossible to get a job that way, but the last time I heard the statistics, it was like 11% um, of people looking for a job actually found a job that way. I don't know if it's still yeah. that number. It might be lower now, but that's not really good odds when you're looking for a job. And those are people who applied to a lot of jobs. You know, it's not like, oh, they applied to one job on a job board and they got it. You know, it's very unusual for that to work. And the reason for that is a lot of the jobs that you see on job boards aren't even actually available. Exactly. I love that. Um, I think there was a, I cited it once, but it was a Lou Adler study basically that said that most positions out there, at least the good ones are the ones that aren't even posted online. So exactly, you got to uncover and, it, you know, and, and, you know, for that matter, those jobs might not also be posted on LinkedIn. You know, if you're looking on LinkedIn and using the job search tools on LinkedIn, some of th those jobs have the same problem, right? So you, you want to be networking always and not just on LinkedIn. You know, I would never say do all your networking on LinkedIn. You want to do your networking everywhere. You want to be talking to your family and your friends and asking all of them, you know, if they know someone who would be a good connection in whatever industry you want to work in. It's, you know, LinkedIn is a great tool, but it's not the be all and 
end all, but it's very, very helpful. Love that advice. I'm always telling our job seekers to diversify their job search strategy. Don't put all their eggs in one basket. And exactly. Thank you so much for saying that. We call we call the jobs that are not posted on the all the job boards, we call the hidden job market. Sure. And you want to be searching in the hidden job market. You want your friend who works at IBM, you know, to say, hey, boss, I have this friend. <laughs> He's really great at this type of programming or this management or, you know, if you're executive level even, I know this guy. He's looking right now. You want to snatch him up because he's be, be a great person to work at this company. And then your friend probably gets a, some referral bonus, you know, for bringing you into the company. But there might the company might not even know that there's a job. But yeah. if they want you... They will, if they want you badly enough, they will create a job. Right. I want to ask, so, okay, let's say I've spent the last 10 to 15 hours making sure that my LinkedIn profile is spot on. I look like a perfect person for whatever job I'm applying for subjectively. Um, I want to hone in on our warm lead strategy for reaching out to people. What's step one in your opinion, if I want to find the right people to connect with on LinkedIn? Well, as we as I mentioned a little bit, find out who you know who knows them. If you can get an introduction, then that's a better way than reaching out directly. Um, There's how do you find them. So, you know, alumni, that's a really good little in. And you can look on LinkedIn. I don't know if people know this, but you can do a search. If you do a search and put in the name of your undergraduate or graduate institution, wherever you went to school, and then you um, click the, you can filter, like you want people, you want groups, you want, and one of them is schools. So then you click on the school and you'll be able to see all the alumni who are on LinkedIn from that school. And you can reach out and connect with them and write them a nice note um, and see, you know, you want to, you want to look for people who might be in an a similar industry, but really you can reach out to any alumni because you never know who they might know either. And then you say, oh, you know, I see you graduated from da-da-da, so I graduated from there too. And especially if you're a new graduate, alumni love helping fellow alumni. You know, I, uh, um, as I mentioned uh, earlier, one of the things I do is I help people with their college application essays. And recently I got a message from my high school that I went to Bronx High School of Science. And they asked me if I would volunteer to help some people, some graduates from there who were applying to Yale with their essays. So they were matching up people who went to a certain school with students who are applying to that school. Now, I'm a special case because this is what I do for a living, right? I mean, people pay me for this, but I still felt that connection with my high school that I was like, sure, you know, I'll help out this person. Um, And she was a pretty extraordinary young woman, I will say, and it was a joy to work with her. But I did that because of that alumni connection, because of my high school alumni connection. So that is definitely, you might be surprised how warmly people respond um, just for knowing you went to the same school they did. I'm glad you started with schools because I know if someone reached out 
to me, especially if they were still an under underclassman and needed the help and said they also went to my school, I would be much more receptive to mm -hmm. that random person that connect with me. Not to discourage the random person from reaching out to other people on LinkedIn that they may not know, but I think you're going to have the, I think what you're alluding to is you're going to have such an easier time getting responses if you're connected with them somehow, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And now I don't know if you call this warm mm -hmm. or cold, but one of the ways that you can, you can reach out to people is let's say they post an article that you like that's in your field, interesting to you. You can comment on the article itself whether they post it on LinkedIn or somewhere else, but you can comment on the article itself. And then you can also connect with them on LinkedIn and say, hey, I read this article or I read your, that you were quoted in this article about da-da-da. It doesn't even have to be in your field necessarily, but you know, probably you want it to be something yeah. relevant to you. Uh, and people will also be more likely to say yes to you to your connection if they know that you've actually taken the time to look at something that they wrote or something that they said and congratulate them um, or make a comment. And you can even in your invitation request say, hey, I saw your article about da-da-da, loved what you said about, you know, the, I'm trying to think what a, <laughs> one of my <laughs> friends wrote, it was something about a health issue in China. Uh, you okay. know, like one of my friends wrote about, so I love what you said about this health issue in China. I understand what a, you know, what a serious concern this can be. And, you know, I'm interested in studying, you know, pneumonia and blah, 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 you know, so I'd love to connect. You might not be able to say all of that. You do have a character limit, but, you know, saying something like that, people are going to say yes. Yeah. Versus just clicking on that generic button Please, I'd love for you to join my LinkedIn network. How do you feel? How do you feel about people who send in LinkedIn requests to you, maybe who don't have anything written in the connection request? Well, I don't like it. A lot of people will not accept invitations that don't have that. Um, I do have a little bit of of understanding that people might not understand that they can write a note if they're sending the request from their phone. Um, you actually can. I think it's becoming a little more clear how to do that on the phone. I think they've changed some things, but if you hit, if you hit connect on the phone, that's it. On your desktop or laptop, you're able to say connect, and then it says, do you want to send a note? And you say, yes, I want to send a note. But on your phone, if you hit connect, it just sends it. Yeah. Or if you hit connect on your on your um, desktop version from a search result, the same thing will happen. Correct. You hit connect, and it goes it goes right right out. I don't know I've why made, LinkedIn does this. I've made that mistake before. Even though yeah. I intended on writing a note, I was like, mm -hmm. "Oh, did not mean to do that." So. Right. So I know that that can happen. And so I kind of give people the benefit of the doubt and I look at who they are more than just what they wrote in their okay. connection request. Cause I know it's okay. easy to make those mistakes. Yeah. But ideally people will figure out how to do it. And there, there is a way. So. Yeah. Even I remember on, on mobile when I first discovered it, I was like, it's pretty hidden. I think it's like three dots or something underneath their profile. Yeah. 
and then it's like edit your message or something like that. So yeah, it's a, I think there's a more, I think it says more, but you, if you can't hit connect, you have to hit more or the three yeah. dots and, and then it says customize, you know, send yeah. a customized invitation. Yeah. Okay. Going back to warm leads versus cold leads. I, I almost don't even think it's worth it to discuss cold leads because you've given some really good points of connection or commonality. It's your school or people who you may have been in an, or, in an organization or group in the past. Do you think it's even worth discussing or going into connecting blindly with people? I think it's tough. I think it's a really tough road to write to a random person that, you know, at a company that you're interested in working in or something like that and ask them to have a conversation with you about anything. Uh, I would say, you know, that you want to think about what kind of message you're sending. If you do that, if, it, if there's someone you absolutely must speak with, you really need to think about what you say to them. And it may or may not work. You can write the most brilliant message ever and it could not work because they don't know you and they probably get a lot of messages from people who want to talk to them. You're going to have a much better chance if you write to someone who's you know, an alum or you have some other connection with. Um, but either way, you do need to think about what are you going to ask them for? What are you going to say to them when you do write to them? Uh, so the thing that you should not say is, hi, do you know any jobs available? Oh, that makes <laughs> yeah. me cringe. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, even more specific, <laughs> hi, I'm, you know, I just graduated from your school and, you know, I'm in, I have a de this degree in marketing and I have this internship and I'm wondering, do you know any marketing jobs that are available? <laughs> yeah. No, you don't do yeah. that. People don't respond well to that. Think of how you would respond. You'll always think about how you would respond to the message yeah. that you just sent out. That is not the way to do it. Uh, what you want to do is ask for advice. That's, okay. that's good. You know, people like to give advice. Offer to take someone out to lunch if you're in their area and talk to them and say you'd love to hear what is it like to work for work at your company? <laughs> yeah. So you know? it, it, is that my reach out message is if I'm actually looking for a job, if, even if I really need this job is, is I'm asking for advice. That's how I, that's how I posture the, the if you want job. advice, you could say, you know, I'm really looking to get into this field. Um, and I'd love to take you to lunch and talk about, you know, what I should be, you know, my best steps, my best strategies for, you know, doing a job search in this area. You know, anything you have to, to tell me would be so appreciated. And how long should my message be, Brenda? As short as possible. Okay. The other thing is, you know, you, if there's any way that you can help them, you definitely want to find that. And you may not think that there's anything, but you know, think about how could you help them? Taking them out yeah. to lunch is, you know, a nice thing. Um, maybe there's an article that they might be interested in. You know, if they're, you know, well into their career and you're younger in your career, you might not send them an article. But you know, always be thinking, how can I help them? And always good to put that in your message. Yeah. You know, maybe they're looking for a particular type of person and you know that person, even if that's not you. Yeah. 
I think a really big mistake that a lot of these job seekers are making. And this is, I don't think going on a limb. I think this is what I've noticed out there. It's people are overly concerned with themselves and what can I get from LinkedIn and what can I get from the other person? Mm-hmm. Whereas in reality, I think you hit it upon the head, which is the fact that we need to be thinking about the perspective of the person on the receiving end. You know, how are they going to respond to that message? You know, I'll tell you right now, if someone asked me for a job right off the bat, I have a million other things I need to do besides look at this one person's credentials and yeah. like find a way to fit them into getting a job. I think there is a lot more tact in the way that you've brought this up, which is trying to offer them value first. And then after that, you know, going in for a much lower ask, then do you have a job for me? So, um, yeah. And if they meet you and like you, then they'll automatically start (laughs) thinking about, you know, how can they help you? Yeah. Yeah. That's how humans are, but you can ask them to do that before they have met you. Exactly. Let's say I have built up a relationship with someone over, Mm -hmm. let's say a month or two. Yeah. Do you think there is ever an opportune time to pull the trigger, so to speak, and see if there are any opportunities available? I think there there might be, but I think if you've been talking to someone for two months and they haven't brought it up and they know that you're a job seeker, yeah. it's unlikely that they have anything or that they feel that you're a good fit for what what they do have. I mean, so... I think it's a really like a case by case situation. Like if I were talking to someone for two months and getting to know them and I knew they were looking for a job, there's no way I wouldn't have told them if I had, had a thought about a job that might. Yeah. 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 But that's, that's under the assumption that they knew you were looking for a job. You would have to make it known. Yeah, absolutely. You want to let them know that you're looking for a job. And that's one of the things you can ask them for advice for. You can say, you, I mean, you can two obvious things, right? What is it like working for your organization? Like that's what you might want to find out right away. Because if you're looking for a job, you want to make sure that that you might think, oh, I really want to work at Google, but don't you want to talk to some people who work at Google first to see what it's like (laughs) to work there? Are you really sure that you want to work at Google? You know, so you can say, hey, I'd love to talk to you about what it's like to work there. Sounds like a conversation, a friendly conversation, no pressure, you know? So that's one way to go. And the other way to go is tell them. And, and and then when you meet them, you can say, you know, I'm feeling out different opportunities and where I might want to work. So I really appreciate your, you know, taking the time to talk to me about what it's like to work at Google. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other thing is you can be very direct and say, I'm looking um, to get, you know, to enter into this particular field and these are my skills. And I'd like to know, is there anything specific that I should really do to like build my profile so or build my resume so that I'd be a good candidate for these types of positions? So you're being very clear that you're looking for a job. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this episode right now and you're not sure how to use LinkedIn for your job search, I always say you need to go back and rewind the last five minutes of what Brenda said, because I believe fervently that this is the answer. We're not telling you to go out and request, spam request 9,000 different people all asking them for a job. That's a waste of your time, guys. So go back, rewind this. Um, You need to be more tactful and you're probably going to learn something along the way, even if you don't get that job about your industry or about the companies you're applying for. 
So Brendan, thank you so much. You've been an excellent guest so far. I want to hear before we conclude with your final thoughts, what do you think one big mistake job seekers are making when they are applying online? One, I would say one thing is that they send out the same resume to every position. And if there's a cover letter, they send out the same kind of generic cover letter to every position. Uh, every job is looking for slightly different things. And there is, you'll say this, I've said this before, and I'll probably say this many times again, but there is no one size fits all resume. You can only have one LinkedIn profile. And, you know, there, there of course, are mistakes you can make, big mistakes you can make on LinkedIn. But um, I would say, you know, job seekers applying online, one of the big, big mistakes is sending out the exact same resume for every position because you, you want to tweak those keywords, maybe change a little bit your focus and who you say you are so that it's a match for the position that you're applying for. Um, and, you know, to sort of connect that to LinkedIn, on LinkedIn, I would say mistake is also just kind of being generic. You never want to be generic. On LinkedIn, also something that I've said so many times, but I say, do you, do you on LinkedIn, write that summary so that it says who you are, put some personality into it. So you want to differentiate yourself in whatever venue, you know, whether it's sending your resume, writing your cover letter, um, writing your LinkedIn about section, which used to be the summary section. Now it's the about section. But yeah, you just, you want to differentiate yourself. And I think people who don't do that don't get jobs. Absolutely. agree. Brenda, if you can encourage, I would say if you can send out one encouraging message to every job seeker out there who may feel lost or struggling in their job search, what would that one message be? Well, I think in some ways I, I would repeat, do you, I mean, that's, that's really important. And I love that. Yeah, I love you, that. And when you do that, you know, you, you only need one company, you know, the right company to respond. You don't need everyone to like you or think you're a great fit for whatever position they're offering. You just need one. So don't worry too much about, oh, well, I don't know this format, this, uh, you know, do it the way that you feel comfortable and that you like it because you want the right company to respond to your presentation, your personality. Um, So keep going for it. And I get it. I get it's a competitive world out there um, and there are no guarantees (laughs) and that's part of it too. Um, But I think the more you keep putting yourself out there and, don't be afraid to be unique, be yourself. Um, you just need that one company to say yes. I think a lot of people get tripped up on all the rejections and uh, that's what's stopping them from continuing. Um, and I'm speaking from experience too. I've, I've had my own fair share of rejections and it's gotten to me and it's not been productive to feel demotivated. So you are right. Focus on the one company you don't need everyone to like you i think that's that's ludicrous to think that way so um thank you for bringing that light to light and thanks for giving that message out all right brenda how can people connect with you and let's also hear about this latest edition of your linkedin book sure 
You can connect with me on LinkedIn. I invite you to do that and practice writing me an invitation request, please, or a, a, a customized note. On LinkedIn. Don't, don't mess this up, career warriors. Let them yeah. know that you're a listener and let, let Brendan know that you enjoyed the episode as well. That will go exactly. a long way. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and you know, my website is www.thesaexpert.com. Yes. What I'll do for all of okay. you listeners is I will put the description of the essay expert as well as Brenda's LinkedIn profile. I'll put that in the description of the podcast. Great. Uh, and my book is How to Write a Killer LinkedIn Profile. So you can find that on Amazon. There's a, an ebook and also a print version. And as Chris just mentioned, I'm working on the 15th edition right now, which should be released in the first, you know, the first couple months of the new year. So I'm always updating it with the new features and new images and new instructions. Um, but if you like print, there is a print book also available and you get the ebook if you buy the print book you get the ebook so even though the print book might be you know not completely updated you'll have access to the ebook that will be as updated as possible um, and i also have another book um, how to write a winning resume and also how to write a stellar executive resume so you can see those also on amazon is probably the best way to get those if you're looking for resume writing help as well and then I offer services for anyone who wants to actually work with someone to write their LinkedIn profile, write their resume, or get their resume reviewed or their LinkedIn profile reviewed. I have services for all of that. Fantastic. And as I mentioned, I will put the description in the description, all of these links here so you can access it. If you're jogging, driving, we want you to be safe, get home, park, and then check out these links. So... Brenda, thank you so much for coming on the show. I think you were a great guest and I can't wait to see what our listeners are able to achieve through your messages and your advice. So thank you. Excellent. I can't wait either. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And this concludes our Career Warrior podcast episode. Wow. So grateful and um, really, really honored to have Brenda come on the show. And I would encourage all of you to listen to these messages over and over again if you need to but we're giving you the real deal. This isn't some quick fix solution or some diet plan here. These are tried and true methods and ways for you to get plugged in and connecting with people uh, the human way because it really is about being a human and connecting with people one-on-one. -on -one. So hopefully you found that to be useful. Would have a few other recommendations if you found this to be useful, including our episode on how to write a stellar LinkedIn summary and what connection requests to accept or reject. So this concludes our Career Warrior podcast. I'll see you next time. And for more on your job search, make sure to check out letseatgrandma.com. That's where you can find our blog, where we post the podcast show notes and so many more articles that will help you in your job search. You can also check out our resume services if you are interested in getting your resume professionally reworked. And please make sure to show us some love by jumping onto iTunes and leaving us a rating. The support from my fellow warriors will show the world how great this podcast is and help other people in their job search. Pay it forward. Thanks guys for being true warriors and thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next week.